0: This episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast is brought to you by Audible. For a free 30-day trial and one free audiobook of your choice, head on over to LawnCareBusinessSuccess.com forward slash Audible. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host. Julio Tomei. welcome Lawn Care Nation to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host Julio Tome, and this is episode number 121 entitled "Crazy Events That Have Happened to Me in Lawn Care." Well, hello everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week and downloading those episodes as well. For uh, I also appreciate, uh, of course, those who have uh, sent me questions, comments, and feedback on uh, the show as well as show suggestions. Um, like I say, I really do appreciate that interaction and that feedback. If you haven't already left a review, uh, you can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash reviews. Uh, there you'll find all of the worldwide aggregated reviews that you can read through and also a link to where you can go and leave your own review. Uh, also, uh, I'd also like to remind you guys about that opportunity to, uh, be the show opener for the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Uh, so what I'm looking for here, uh, is similar to, uh, what I've, uh, you know, used in the past and those who have done, uh, similar in the past is basically to just introduce yourself, uh, and, uh. You know, say you're listening to the uh, lawn care business success podcast. Um, so if you'd like to, um, you know, open a episode of the lawn care business success podcast, maybe promote your YouTube channel or your Instagram account. Um, like I said, just a brief uh, description of who you are, um, what you're trying to promote and, uh, that you're, uh, listening to the episode of the Lawn Care Business Success podcast. Uh, so if you'd like to do that, you can head on over to LawnCareBusinessSuccess.com. And on the right hand side, you'll see a little gray vo- leave a voice mail tab. And uh, you can uh, click on that and uh, record uh, the, your audio message. Also, if you have a question uh, that you want answered on uh, an episode of the podcast, uh maybe, you know, a business re- business related question, something you've been thinking about, something that maybe I haven't answered in a previous episode, uh you can also do that uh leaving a, uh, you know, a voicemail message as well and uh, I may use that uh, in a episode. Um so for this week, I wanted to uh, talk about some of the crazy events uh, that have happened to me in lawn care. Now, if you listen to last week's episode, I talked about, um, that client that I had where I went and I mowed their lawn. Uh, and before I did for that week, I had actually knocked on the door and uh, talked to them on their front steps, um, for a good 10 to 15 minutes, uh, about all sorts of things related to, you know, how things were going in their life, as long as the condition of the lawn uh, and things like that. And, uh, you know, then I proceeded to mow the lawn. I uh, bagged all the grass clippings, put it on their curb. And then uh, a few weeks later, when I left the bill at the front door for that previous month's worth of work, which included that particular day, um, they questioned uh whether I was there or not that day and uh you know were trying to tell me that I overcharged them uh because I wasn't uh I didn't uh, mow the lawn that day and I tried to um you know refresh their memory by telling them that uh, you know yes I was you know that was the day that we talked for 10 or 15 minutes on your front step before I mowed the lawn uh And they had absolutely no recollection of that conversation. And, you know, this was at this point only about two weeks prior... Uh, and then the fact that I had, uh, bagged the grass and had to put it on their front curb, uh, for it to be picked up by the city, um, you know, this, uh, it just made no sense that, uh, you know, they couldn't remember it. And they were telling, uh, you know, their daughter that, uh, I had overcharged them and their daughter was, uh, adamant that I wasn't there because her mother was saying I wasn't there. And I was just, uh, completely dumbfounded at that situation. So this uh, had me thinking after I recorded last week's episode about um, some of the other um, so-called or kind of crazy things that have happened to me over the past 12 years uh, during um, lawn care. Um, so, I thought, wouldn't it be fun to kind of uh, do a little bit of a different episode and just kind of talk about those uh, stories of uh, some of those things that uh, I remember uh, that have, uh, you know, I've gone through uh, during my lawn care uh, career. Uh, so, yeah, a couple of these stories I'm sure you guys have heard of because I've touched on individual stories. Um you know, in previous episodes, just like last week's episode, included that story about the lady not remembering that I was uh, mowing her lawn. Uh, but we'll start with a story some of you guys may have heard of before, and that is me uh, driving through a fence. Um, so this, uh, happened, um, when I first bought my Walker mower in 2007. Um, so I bought a, uh, 42 inch MT, uh, 23 GHS, uh, mower. And, um, you know, I picked it up from the dealer and, uh, I brought it home first and, uh, tried to learn the controls on my own, uh, on my front yard by doing a quick mowing. But this was on a, I think it was on a Friday. Um, so I picked it up first thing in the morning and, uh, you know, I had a a job to do, uh, that day and it was uh, a new client. Uh, and they, you know, this was the first day I was going to mow their lawn and it was quite overgrown, uh, for this first cut. Uh, they had just purchased the property, uh, and moved in and the grass was, uh, like a foot tall in some uh, areas. So, you know, I figured what a, you know, perfect, uh, day to go use this brand new Walker mower with its GHS system that I could go and, uh, you know, uh, start utilizing my investment uh so anyways I you know I was at my own house I was mowing my front lawn you know quite uh slowly trying to figure out the controls I at the time was living in a cul-de-sac so then you know I took it on the road after I finished uh my mowing I took it uh in the cul-de-sac and was just driving it around uh learning the turning and the controls and the sensitivity of it and I uh, thought you know I was you know I had it down pretty good it wasn't too too bad it's still a little bit jerky in some uh areas and stuff, but, uh, not too bad. So I loaded it up, took it to this client's house and proceeded to start to mow the lawn. And it was doing fantastically. Uh, even with that really tall grass, I obviously raised the deck up, uh, and, uh, you know, was, uh, trudging along, um, at a you know, a fairly slow pace because the grass was so tall. Um, but needless to say, it was doing fantastic. You know, as long as I was, uh, you know, creeping along, um, I didn't have to, uh, you know, trim it all down with a trimmer first or anything like that. Uh, the more was cutting it and uh, bagging it in the back with no issues. So I get to an area of the lawn uh, where I'm going along the, the back side of the fence, and this fence um, you know, is obviously uh, separating this house from the neighboring house. Um, the only difference was is that this house uh, was higher than the neighboring house, so the, the neighbor's backyard was a, a bit of a drop-off, and there was like a big retaining wall, I guess, uh, and then this fence on top. So here I am mowing, and all of a sudden the mower drops down sideways and it gets wedged against this fence. Um, and it got wedged, um, basically by where my shoulder, uh, area was. Uh, so it was, it was, uh, there was a fence post at that spot. Um, and then the cedar, like eight foot fence panels, um, And the mower had like fallen sideways slightly and, uh, then got wedged up against the, the single fence post that was there. Um, so, you know, upon my, you know, after kind of, uh, the shock of it all, I discovered that because the lawn was so tall, I couldn't see that the lawn, the section of lawn that I was mowing, uh, had been completely leveled in the past, but the lawn that I was, um, you know, continuing for some reason, they stopped at that point and the lawn then sloped down towards this fence. And, uh, I couldn't tell because the grass was just so tall from, you know, a distance when you're approaching it, it just all looks the same. You can't see that the, the ground had sloped down towards the fence. Um, so, you know, I got myself in a predicament here and I'm trying to figure out and, you know, with the Walker, you know, it has sort of those, uh, the zero turn type controls and you've got this big, huge rear end on you, this big GHS box. So I was like, well, you know, trying to figure out like, how am I going to get unstuck here? And, you know, being a novice at the machine, I was playing with the controls and the next thing you know, I'm turning on a dime and the whole GHS box just takes out the fence po- or sorry, the whole, f- the fence panel. Now, this is one of those cedar fences where it's like, uh, you know, eight feet long Um but then it has like the lattice top. There's like a two by four with like a one foot section of lattice on top. And the GHS box fit just perfectly under that two by four. So it basically took out all of the boards um, underneath, but left the, the la- two by four with the lattice on top and was, you know, kind of wedged even more now because now it was like half sticking out, uh, passed into the neighbor's yard. Um, there was this big gaping hole. And of course, just to make it even all the more exciting, um, there was, uh, a pretty, uh, ticked off dog in the neighbor's yard that wasn't too happy that I just, uh, took out the fence panel and, uh, you know, knocked all this wood and debris into its yard. Uh, so he was, uh, almost practically foaming at the mouth, uh, ticked off at me and the only sort of, uh. Uh, saving grace there was that it was a pretty steep slope, uh, on the other side of this fence, uh, and the dog, uh, didn't look like it was, um, prepared to try to come up the slope, uh, at me. So it was, it stayed down on the ground level, uh, there barking at me. So, I had to sort of scramble and figure, okay, now, you know, what am I going to do? So, I remember that only a few hours earlier when I picked up the machine, uh, the dealer said to me, um, or the particular, you know, uh, commercial sales guy said to me, if you need anything, uh, or if you run into troubles with it, just give me a call and I'll come out to meet you and, you know, uh, help you figure it out. Uh, so, I was like, okay, well, I didn't think I was going to use that uh, uh, get out of jail card uh, uh, so quickly. So, I called the dealer and uh you know he started joking on the phone going well that didn't take you very long um so he uh came out and met me at the same time i called my brother-in-law is also uh, in lawn care and i uh, told him what happened and uh, got him to um you know get the fence supplies i needed because i was looking at the fence going okay well the top is fine the sides are fine it's just the boards that were in the middle that were, uh, knocked out, uh, and broken. Um, so he went and picked up, uh, a bunch of fence supplies and stuff, the boards and the galvanized nails and all that stuff. We needed to, uh, get the fence back and repaired, uh, because obviously on a Friday and stuff with his dog in the other yard, I wasn't going to leave, uh, the fence open. I knew that, uh, my client would want, uh, their uh, kids to be able to be playing in the backyard and stuff. So, you know, uh, the, uh, dealer showed up and he, uh, came and, uh, and then my brother-in-law showed up and, uh, we're all looking at it going, you know, how are we going to get this out? And, uh, you know, my dealer to his credit, uh, actually climbed onto the other side of the yard, uh, into the neighbor's yard with this vicious dog, Um, and luckily, like I said, there was a slope, so he was standing on the slope, um, but, uh, and he was pushing the walker from behind, uh, as me and uh, my brother-in-law were pulling, uh, on the walker, um, trying to, uh, free it, uh, and I think eventually one of us had to, uh, uh, you know, get on it and, uh, use the controls and stuff to try to help push the thing because we couldn't even open the, uh, on the walker, if you want to release the transmissions, you got to lift that uh, hopper box up uh, to uh, hit some switches um, or levers on the actual hydraulic motors and that, uh, you know, uh, releases them so that you can push it. Well, we couldn't even do that because the GHS box was wedged uh, under that two by four so we couldn't even open it to release those transmissions. So, you know, he was pushing on it and we had, uh, uh, you know, the other guy pulling on it. Um, I think we might've used the strap or something as well. And, uh, he was pulling while, well, uh, you know, I may have been, I can't remember exactly who was on the machine. Um, pushing it forward or using the levers to go forward. Uh, but we eventually we managed to free it and, uh, we're able to, uh, get it, uh, uh, safely out of the way with nobody, uh, getting hurt. So that, uh, was, uh, one of the craziest, uh, sort of events, something that has stuck in my mind. Uh, and I always laugh when I hear or see, um, you know, on Instagram, things like that guys posting pictures of, uh, uh crazy things that they've, you know, predicaments that they've gotten into with their mowers. Uh, and, uh, you know, that, uh, certainly refreshes my memory on that. Another, uh, sort of crazy event, um, and not too, too crazy, but something that sort of stands out to me as well as again with that walker. Um, and that's, uh, uh, something that happened, uh, unfortunately more than once, uh, for me with that machine. Um, and that was, uh, it getting stuck. Um, so, you know, with a lot of the lawns here, I know I've talked about, uh, it being always rainy here. Uh, there's a lot of clay in the soil. The water doesn't drain, um, and it can stay soggy and wet, uh, for days and days and days. And, uh, you know, there was a couple times, but this one time in particular where I was going along and mowing this uh, lawn with a backyard and all of a sudden, you know, the walker started to feel like it was losing traction and uh, lo and behold, uh, it was starting to sink in this uh, lawn. And again, I was going along a fence, um, and, uh, you know, this, uh, the more I tried to free it up, um you know, it was really no use. The machine was starting to sink more and more. And I found, I think with a Walker for me, uh, what I found was because it, of that fantastic GHS system, uh, the blower hangs down there, uh, you know, underneath the, the mower. Uh, so you have very little ground clearance and it's all fine with a regular lawn uh, that can support the weight. Uh, but as soon as those wheels, um, or tires start to sink, uh, in a lawn, um, then that, uh, GHS system gets caught up and sort of makes things worse. Um, cause it just, makes it almost impossible to get that machine out uh, going forward and you almost have to uh, go backwards. But, you know, if it's muddy and wet and clay, uh, you know, there's just not enough traction. Uh, The tread on the tires just fills up with mud and uh, it's basically like you've got uh, drag racing slicks on the uh, uh, mower. Uh, so in this particular case, you know, I'm there to mow a lawn uh, that uh, didn't look half bad, except it was, uh, you know, uh, needing a cut when I got there. And the next thing you know, I've got this mower uh, buried in the, the lawn and it's starting to look like a big mud pit. Um, luckily, in this case, the customer had a whole bunch of scrap wood, things like two by sixes and other remnants and cut pieces of wood so i was able to take some of the wood from their shed and uh you know luckily as well the customer was very apologetic about the condition of their lawn that they didn't have proper drainage and that sort of stuff and uh you know they made me basically feel or tried to make me feel like it wasn't my fault um but i was like like you know obviously it's my fault you're your lawn will look worse now when I left than what it did if I hadn't touched it. Um, but, uh, you know, these things happen. And, uh, in this case, you know, I was trying to free it up and this customer is like 80 something years old. So they're, they're not able to come out and help me obviously. And I didn't obviously ask, but, uh, you know, I had to figure this out on my own. It was in the backyard. I'm no access to my truck, even to be able to, um, you know, get a rope or something tied to the machine. It was just like, there's nothing. I either need just people to help, um, or I'm going to have to figure this out on my own. So what I ended up doing in this particular case, uh, was I took, uh, that wood, the two by sixes, uh, and I basically wedged it as much as I could, uh, under the tires, uh, and they were sort of sticking up on an angle. And I took another big chunk of wood because it's all I had available to me, another section of two by six, and I held it sideways and basically used it as a hammer on the back of the long two by sixes to try to, um, you know, hammer them deeper under the the tires as much as I could. And uh, it was still up on an angle. Uh, so then, you know. There was no way with the amount of weight and the thing, you know, in this particular case, I could open the hopper and release the transmissions, but it wasn't going to do any, do anything for me because it was so buried in there. There was no way I could pull it out myself. Um, so my only hope was to actually use the machine's power to pull itself out. Um, but again, difficult because the wheels were all muddy and everything. Um, but, uh, so what I did was I sat on the, the chair trying to figure it out, trying to, uh, you know, reverse the machine, uh, hoping that it would grip. Um, and luckily where it stopped, where it got stuck, there was just enough room for me while seated on the chair of the walker, um, there was again, like I said, I was, I was right up against the fence doing this sort of perimeter uh, cut. And, uh, there was a fence post that was concreted into, uh, the ground. And there was just enough room. Like I say, for me, while seated on the walker to bend my leg and put my foot up against that, um, you know, if you're looking at a four by four post going into the ground, then you have your Uh, fence panel, um, nailed to it. Uh, you know, the actual fence boards are only, uh, what are they? Uh, half an inch thick or so. Um, so you have, you know, an inch and a half or so of space there on the side of that fence post, um, that you can put your foot on. So I had my foot up against that and, uh, you know, with wh- one leg, um, and all my might while at the same time hitting the reverse levers, um, I was basically pushing the, you know, myself against the back of my seat, uh, trying to push the walker backwards um, while also reversing. And uh, I could feel it going, it would go up a little bit and slide back down, it would go up a little bit. And just through sheer determination and adrenaline, um, using just one leg, um, I was able to push that, uh, machine, uh, while reversing far enough for it to grip, uh, enough of the boards that the boards then, you know, the machine reversed back far enough and the boards kind of leveled out onto the rest of the ground. And, uh, you know, I was able to, uh, then, um, reverse the rest of the way, um, on the boards and get out of uh, the situation onto more solid ground. Um, so that was uh, another uh, crazy sort of event. And like I say, unfortunately with that one, uh, it happened a few more times uh with me with that uh, machine um, and is ultimately one of the, you know, reasons that I decided to sell the walker um, was that uh, because of the amount of rain here uh, that, uh, you know, it was happening more and more often uh, and uh, the machine was just too heavy for the lawns uh, that I was, uh, you know, um, servicing. So that's another uh, kind of uh, crazy um, event. So I'm just going to pause for the podcast announcements and uh, then we'll get into a couple more stories right after this. So stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. And while you're there, why not join my mailing list and get access to a free PDF document of a landscape maintenance contract you can feel free to copy and use in your own business. For you instagram users out there be sure to follow me at lawn care business success and if you haven't checked out my videos yet well what are you waiting for be sure to subscribe to the lawn care business success youtube channel now i know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as i do so i've partnered up with audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and one free audiobook of your choice there's no long-term commitments and you can cancel any time and get this, even if you cancel during the trial period, you get to keep your free audiobook. It's a great way to try the service and see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash Audible. Now back to the show. Okay, so before the uh, break there, I was talking about some of the crazy things that have happened uh, to me while uh, mowing. Uh, and uh, so I'm just going to continue with a couple of more uh you know, of those types of events. So, uh, this other event again has happened, uh, more than once. Um, and it wasn't so much of a, a crazy event, um, but, uh, just an unfortunate event. And this is, uh, my truck, uh, my mowing rig truck, uh, and trailer, uh, being hit, uh, while parked at a customer's property mowing a lawn. Um, and in both cases, uh, uh, being a hit and run, uh, where the truck has been hit. And, uh, you know, I discover after uh, I'm done the job and come around and see, uh, you know, the truck is, uh, uh, you know, uh, been damaged and uh, nobody has taken responsibility for it. So the first one happened at a, a customer property and, um, You know, I was mowing the back lawn. I finished the job, get the whole thing done, trimming, blowing, all that stuff. I come around, I load my equipment, I walk around the driver's side, and when I get to the truck, my jaw just drops, and the whole bed of the uh, truck bed uh, is completely caved in. And I was like, what the heck happened? And this is on a quiet uh, little street, um, you know, with no, uh, center line or anything like that, just a residential street. Uh, there's like absolutely no traffic. Uh, and I'm just like, what the heck? Like how, how is this even possible? Um, You know, and I'm looking directly across from where the truck is parked and there's a driveway. So I'm, but there's no cars in the driveway. There's no nothing. And I'm thinking like, like, that's the only way that this truck could be hit was if somebody was backing out of that driveway straight back into the truck, uh, because driving sideways, there's no damage to the trailer uh, you know, for a car coming along the road in either direction, there's no damage to the trailer. There's no damage to the front of the truck. It's just this, you know, this, the bed of the truck that has been completely caved in. So I decided to, uh, you know, I was like, what am I going to do? Uh, and the customer, was actually home and came out and was like, well, what's, what's the matter? And I said, look, my truck's been smashed while I was here mowing your lawn. Uh, so they suggested that I phone the police and that I don't move the truck, just leave it where it was. Um, so that there'd be, you know, the police could have a look at it. So, uh, lo and behold, the, um, you know, uh, Police had, I had to wait quite a while for them to come because obviously this is pretty low priority. Um, you know, I think I waited actually a couple hours for a, a police uh, officer to show up, but I was like, uh, adamant about staying there and making sure that, uh, you know, I had a police officer see, uh, what had happened. Um, so they looked at it and they kind of agreed that, you know, it kind of looked like somebody might have backed into it and that, you know, uh, that driveway there would be sort of the, uh, uh reasonable conclusion. Uh, so anyways, they said, uh, you know, I was free to go. They looked at it. They took some pictures. Uh, they also took some measurements of, uh, where, uh, the height of the damage and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and there was some, uh, you know, a bit of, uh, red paint and stuff as well. Uh, that was, uh, left on the truck, some reddish scrapes. Um, so, you know, they took that as evidence and, uh, they let me go. Uh, and, uh, you know, a week or so later I got a call, uh, from a police officer saying that, um, you know, they were investigating it and investigating the vehicles that were from that house. And they saw that there was a red vehicle, uh, that normally lives there. And, uh, they went to check it out and saw that there was, uh, you know, scrapes and stuff that were consistent at the same height on the back bumper of the vehicle. Um, and, uh, they questioned the owner and the owner, uh, admitted that yes, they did hit the truck and, uh, just panicked, I guess, and took off. Uh, so luckily, you know, I didn't have to pay insurance deductibles and things like that to have it repaired, uh, that the, you know, the insurance company uh, took it all, uh, uh, took care of it because, uh, they obviously knew who had, uh, uh done it. And, uh, I guess, uh, went after that person's uh, insurance, uh, uh, you know, policy to uh, pay for the uh, damages. Uh, the second time that my truck was hit, um, was, uh, at a, um, fertilizer place, an organic fertilizer, uh, supplier. I pulled into this small, uh, parking lot. There was a couple of other little, um, businesses that sort of shared this little strip mall, very tiny parking lot, nowhere for me to really park except against this one building uh, against their wall with a bunch of other, um, you know, vehicles parked in parking spots. Um, sort of facing my truck uh but still plenty of room for somebody to back out of their parking stall and go um and uh you know I was literally in this store for 5 minutes uh picking up a bag of fertilizer walked in grabbed the bag I needed went to the uh till paid for it came out and my truck was hit and uh you know I went to load the fertilizer in the back and noticed uh, right by the back tail light on the passenger side uh that there was this big basketball sized indentation, uh, where it says like the four by four sticker and, uh, the sticker was kind of scraped off and stuff. Uh, so I was like, ah, oh, man, luckily there was no real, uh, paint damage. Um, it was just the decal that was kind of scraped and the, you know, the dents looked like I could probably, uh, pull them out, but again, you know, nobody around was, I went back to talk to the owner of the, uh, building there. They didn't have any security cameras or anything. So I couldn't really tell there was no witnesses, nobody saw anything. So I was kind of stuck with that one. Um, and I didn't want to pay the $300 deductible for that. So I figured I was like, you know what, I'm going to go and f- see if I can pull these dents out, especially being the back of a, a truck bed. You know, if you lie on the ground, looking up, you can actually see, um, you know, those certain areas there, um, and have access to them. So I went and bought some, uh, you know, I went to the automotive parts store. I bought one of those like suction cup dent pullers. Um, so I thought, you know, I'll try that. This is only like 14 bucks. Uh, so I went and put that and lo and behold, the basketball size one just popped right out. As soon as I stuck that suction cup on it and tightened it, I gave it a good yank and, it just completely popped out. And then there was some other smaller dents underneath, uh the lower half, but like I say, because there was access from um, you know, the back side of it, just uh, you know, above the uh, the tailpipe, I was able to um, you know, use a hammer on the back side of that to sort of bang those out. It wasn't perfect, but because there's no paint damage and stuff, you know, I was able to get it fairly good. I had one of those um, you know, hammer and dollies used in uh body work and stuff, so I was able to sort of uh you know fin. Angle it and get it uh, good enough that you know I wouldn't um, have to pay the three hundred dollar deductible. And uh, you know, I learned my lesson not to park in that parking lot. And ever since, anytime I need fertilizer from that particular place, I actually park uh, on the other side of the buildings on a street, a residential street, and I walk in and uh, they give me their dolly uh, to uh, load up fertilizer in, and I actually walk it. Um, to the other street, uh, to load up, uh, just, uh, so that, uh, that doesn't happen again. So one of the other, uh, crazy, uh, stories, um, involving, um, my truck, um, while working, uh, was this one time where, my brother-in-law actually was going away on vacation and he was servicing some customers lawns uh, in an adjacent city. Uh, and he asked me to take care of this one particular lawn. And for me, it was more of a pain because it was so far away. Um, But, you know, he really needed uh the lawn to be serviced uh because it was just growing so much from the work that he had been doing to the lawn. So I agreed and you know figured I'll do him a favor and go out and do it but it was like I say really a bit of a pain because it was just so far to drive out there to do this one. Uh so anyways, I you know on this particular day I make the long trek out there and when I got there there was another um gardening company there on the premises already. Um and there was a whole bunch, of, I could see from far away, a whole bunch of tools and stuff laid out on the lawn and, uh, you know, some other things all, you know, sort of clo- close to the road. Uh, so I pulled up and I rolled down the window and I asked them what they were doing and they were just doing a whole bunch of garden installations and stuff, um, for this, uh, particular customer. So I thought, well, that's kind of weird. I thought my brother-in-law did all that stuff for this customer, but apparently I found out after that he didn't, that he only took care of the lawn for this, uh, particular customer and that, um, you know, they had already had a gardener that they had been using for years, uh, this other company. So I, um, you know, went and, uh, talked to them and. And, uh, I had pulled over and, uh, this is one of those streets where it's kind of a rural street. Uh, there's gravel on the sides of the road and then the lawn starts. There's no curbs or anything like that. And like I said, they had a bunch of tools laid out and stuff. Um, so, you know, after the one or two minute quick conversation, um, I pulled away and started driving down the road. And then I started to hear like a thumping sound and, uh, I, uh, you know, pulled over and, uh, found quickly found that, uh, my tire rear tire on the truck, uh, was completely flat. So I was like, what the heck did I just, you know, go over that would make the tire completely flat. And so I'm trying to inspect the tire. There's no visible signs of any screws or anything. Um, but I could hear the air, um, still coming out. Um, and, uh, there was two large holes on the tire and I was like, what the heck would have pierced, uh, the tire. So, you know, here I'm on the side of the road, this rural road, and, you know, the tires were fairly new. And I had them changed, I think the summer previous. Uh, and of course the guys doing it, uh, used a impact wrench to put the wheels on, uh, because, you know, on the side of the road here with just the wrench and things that I had with me on the truck, I could not get the bolts loose, uh, for, uh, you know, taking the tire off. So I was like, what the heck am I going to do here? Can't, you know, I'm, far from home, um, trying to service this one customer for my brother-in-law. Um, the tire is losing air rapidly. It's almost completely flat at the moment and I can't get the tire off. Luckily, I remembered that I had, uh, like the tire repair plugs with me. So I decided, well, let me try and, uh, fix the tire while it's on, uh, the truck. Cause I had the tire repair plugs and I also had one of those small 12 volt, um, air, uh, compressors that you plug into your cigarette lighter, uh, and fill tires. So, after, you know, a lot of work trying to, uh, get these tire plugs in, I discovered there was two holes. I was able to plug them with the plug kit. Uh, but it was a lot of work, uh, trying to do it while lying on the ground. Um, and you know, face thing. Luckily this was on the passenger side. Uh, so I wasn't in traffic or anything. Uh, but you know, sitting there lying on the ground, trying to put this, these plugs in, it was, it was a long time getting those things in. And then, what was even longer, almost, was filling the tire back up with that tiny little 12-volt compressor. It kept uh, getting too hot. I'd have to stop and wait and let it cool down, Uh and then, you know, after 10 minutes or so of letting it cool down, I could fill it up again, and it would go for a maximum of maybe 5 or 10 minutes, and then it would get too hot, and then I'd have to turn it off and wait again. It took a long time. This was a big delay. It was probably a, you know, a two-hour uh, delay or so, something, or at least it seemed that way, um, to get this tire fixed. Uh, but anyways, uh, after I was done, I decided like, what the heck? You know, I'm only like a block away from that house. So from that house to here, something must have happened. So I decided to circle back around and see if I could see anything on the road that, uh, you know, I may have hit or thing. And lo and behold, when I, drove past that customer's house those guys were still working and right where i had pulled in i could actually still see because like i said though it's a the rural road with the like gravel on the sides i could still see the Uh, tire marks of my truck and what there was that I didn't see that I got so close to was one of those landscape rakes that they had left there it was partly on the lawn but part of it was sticking out and I guess when I swung in to talk to them the uh, rear tire had gone over it uh, and uh, just punctured it uh, with the two tines or the two yeah the two sort of last row or teeth of the uh, rake had punctured uh, two holes in the tire. So I was like, oh man, that's what it was that happened so quickly. Cause up to that point, there was no issue. It's, you know, after the brief conversation and then driving away, uh, that I must've drove over that rake, um, as I pulled away, uh, talking to the guy and, uh, you know, it, uh, started to lose air rapidly after that. So that was another, uh, sort of crazy sort of incident for me. Uh, now the next one, um, I've talked about before as well. Uh, and that was the time where I got a call to go do a client. This is well in the beginning of my lawn care career. And, uh, I think I actually saw this customer at Home Depot. Um, and they saw me in my uniform. They came up to me and asked me if uh, I could go to their home and give them a quote for cutting their lawn. Uh But they said that they had an, an, an acre of property. Now this is early on, I didn't have any ride on, um, machines or anything. I only had my 21 inch Honda with me at this point. Um, but I was determined to pick up new business. I was green in the industry and thought, you know what, I will go. I got nothing else better to do. I don't have enough clients at this point, uh, to fill my day. So I might as well go. Yeah. It's going to take me a while to mow an acre of lawn with a 21 inch more, but Hey, I'm, uh, I'm hungry, uh, for the work. And, uh, you know, I'll go and take a look at it. So lo and behold, I get to this, uh, uh, customer's house. And this is one of those, um, things the lady said she was in her, uh, I would say she was in her forties, late forties, early fifties. Uh, the lady that I talked to at home Depot. And she said that her husband uh, was at home and she just gave me the address and her phone number and said, go out there, have a look at it. Give me a call. And, uh, you can talk to my husband and, uh, you know, go out there. So I'm expecting when I get to the house that I'm going to find, uh, you know, late forties, 50 year old guy there. Uh, and I pull up to this house and yes, it's an acre of, uh, lawn, but it's also this sort of mansion house. It's like just, just this massive house, uh, absolutely gorgeous, huge front lawn as well, um, with tons of landscaping. Um, you know, then the back lawn is just, Just enormous. Uh, There's so much trimming and so many trees and things to go around. Uh, so I, you know, walk the property, look at it, kind of figure out a price, a price now that I laugh at. Uh, I think I was, uh, quoting them $120 or something to mow the lawn that day. Um, to do that acre of, uh, of land with a 21 inch mower, um, which evidently in the end took me four hours to mow, um, with a Honda 21, if you, you can imagine the Honda uh, with the bag filling up and then I'd have to go and empty the bag. Uh, I had tarps with me. I would dump the grass on tarps and then I'd have to haul the tarps out on my shoulders uh, to take the grass out. Uh, At this point in time, uh, back then, I was taking grass to the dump too, so I was hauling it to my trailer, emptying the grass into the the trailer, then going back, then mowing another few strips, then I'd have to empty the bag. But anyways, the crazy part about this story is not so much the craziness that I mowed an acre of lawn with a 21-inch mower, and that's pretty crazy, but it's when I went and knocked on the door to talk to the customer, to talk to the husband that I hadn't met, and the door opens and it's like this 90 year old guy and he comes to the door and he's, he's got one hand on the door and one hand holding his pants up and they're not zipped or buttoned and his belt is undone. So it kind of felt like he was, I thought he was coming from the bathroom or something. He was holding his pants up and, and I said, hi, I'm such and such. Your wife was talking to me and asked me to come and uh, look at the lawn and all that sort of stuff. And he has this kind of glazed look. And all of a sudden, his eyes roll to the back of his head. All I see is the whites of his eyes and his pants drop. And he falls backwards and passes out right there in the um, entranceway of his home. And I'm standing out the door going, what the heck? So, you know, I rushed his aid and I'm like, are uh, you okay? Hello, are you okay? And he, he sort of comes to fairly quickly. And he, you know, awkwardly gets up and he pulls his pants up and... You know, he, I asked if he's okay. I'm asking if he needs an ambulance and all that. And he's saying he's fine and everything that, uh, he just passed out. He said he was sleeping, um, when the door was, uh, when I was knocking on the door. So I guess he got up too quickly and, put on his pants and came down the the stairs and stuff. And it was just, you know, a bunch of movement all at uh, two months and maybe got lightheaded and stuff. So, you know, needless to say, he seemed like he was okay, but I called his wife. I told her what happened and she was, um, kind of freaking out and saying that she was on her way and thanking me for, um, you know, staying with him and all that sort of stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, it all, uh, sort of worked out in the end. Uh, and, uh, just a a crazy, I can still to this day picture that guy, uh, with his pants falling and the whites of his eyes and just falling over. It was just crazy. Um, so the, uh, the next thing that has happened to me, um, is, uh, (laughs) Uh, two animal stories next. And so the first one, I was mowing this lawn. I'd been doing it on a weekly basis. This particular house, uh, the lawn was very unkept. Um, You know, it wasn't, there was no edging to do. There was no, you know, fertilizers or aerations or nothing with this. It was just cut it once a week. Now with this house, I was greeted each and every week, with a very unhappy pit bull in the window and there must've been a couch or something up against the wall. Cause the dog was up on something and he was just peeved every time I was there. Uh, and so I'm, you know, mowing the front lawn and all that sort of stuff, trying to ignore this dog week after week after week. Uh, and then I would get to the backyard and it wouldn't be an issue because there was no windows or anything that the dog could see me. Uh, but there was a door And I could hear him barking at the door, um, each and every week. So lo and behold, this one week I was there and I'm doing the front lawn. The dog is peeved as usual. And this is a big dog. This is like, he's all muscle and he is not happy. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm mowing and or sorry, trimming this front lawn. Then I get to the backyard and I start doing my trimming there. I've got my, uh at this point in time, I was using the Honda uh, trimmers, the four-stroke trimmers. And I was using like the brush cutter style with the bicycle handles. So I had the full harness on with the trimmer hanging off this harness and I'm trimming. And something, I don't know what it was. I don't know if... I have a guardian angel, but something told me to turn around. I I I don't know if I faintly heard a noise or something, but as I was trimming, I turned the torso of my body and the dog was coming at me full force. The door was open and the dog was in full, you know, number 10 rage. And luckily as I was turning my torso, because I had the trimmer harness on and the trimmer was on that side, I swung the trimmer in front of me and I had the throttle on full and that dog came inches away from getting his face pulverized. Uh, luckily it must have scared the, you know, whatever you want to call out of the dog, the trimmer going. I don't know how he even saw the trimmer because the line was flying, um, but he put on the brakes uh, and I saw the owner pop out the door and start calling the dog back and luckily the trimmer scared the dog enough that he pulled on the brakes, it snapped his brain out of his full sort of rage, and he you know skipped back to his uh owner and the owner put the dog in and closed the door. And that was it. Didn't say anything, didn't apologize, didn't nothing. And like I say, that dog literally came a few inches from possibly uh having a really serious injury. Needless to say, I was uh almost pooping my pants. I was like, "What the heck just happened?" I was so freaked out. This dog has been staring me down week after week in full rage, and here of us all of a sudden it gets to that close to, you know, getting to me, if I hadn't turned around, he probably would have, you know, pounced on me or latched onto one of my legs or something like that. So that was a pretty crazy thing. So the next story though, is, has got to be probably the craziest thing that's ever happened to me, uh, during lawn care. And, uh, with this one, I was in this new neighborhood. It was fancy houses. Um, I was trimming this house. It was a corner lot. There was still a lot of undeveloped, uh, areas in this neighborhood cause it was fairly new. So a lot of foresty areas and things like that. Um, and with this particular customer, I had a key to their, uh, gates and fences and stuff because, uh, for whatever reason, they like to lock their, their yard and their gates and all that sort of stuff. So I had keys to get to their uh, backyard and front yard and all that sort of stuff. So I was, uh, mowing along or trimming along the, side of this, uh, boulevard going up the street. And I was heading towards from the front yard. I was heading towards the backyard along this corner. Uh, and, uh, they had, you know, the six foot cedar fencing going around and then going along the backyard. So as I'm going up the street and I'm getting closer to the corner of their backyard on the outside of the fence, trimming sort of the boulevard, or the strip of grass between the sidewalk and their fence, uh, is more what I was doing there. And I'm heading towards this empty lot. This car is coming towards me down the street, uh, coming from the sort of empty lot side, uh, and coming towards me. And he's waving his hands out his driver's window and trying to get my attention. So I was like, you know, this guy. Oh, I guess he wants a maybe wants a quote. Probably lives in the neighborhood. Wants a quote for something, right? So I stop the trimmer and I turn it off, and the guy yells at me, "Back up!" He says, "There's a black bear coming along the fence, and you're, uh, you know, he's gonna be at the corner where you're gonna end up there pretty soon. You guys are gonna be face to face." And I was like, what the heck? So I started to backtrack and I thanked the guy and he, you know, he started, he said he's he's coming pretty, you know, pretty quick. Right. So I started just, I stopped what I was doing. Obviously I, uh, walked pretty quickly down the, the sidewalk and I was like, I went around the corner to the driveway and, uh, you know, I'm trying to peek to see, I don't see anything. Uh, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go into the backyard, right? Cause this bear is going to come around the corner. And then, you know, here I am. So I'm grabbing the keys. And I'm sticking my hand through. It's one of those like aluminum, uh, fences or gates. I'm sticking my hand through the, the fence. I'm trying to, you know, get the key undone, the padlock. And, uh, I get the key the lock open. I, uh, open the lock and I get inside the gate. And I close the lock and I lock it. And I'm still, I'm trying to peek to see if this dog's or this uh, bear, or black bear is going to be coming down, uh, the sidewalk any moment. And I hear a noise and I look over. And the black bear just jumped over the cedar fence of the customer's yard. It didn't actually go all the way to the corner where I was trimming up to. He decided to just jump the fence and go into the backyard. So now I'm like, holy smokes, I'm in the backyard here with this black bear. And now I've just locked myself in. So I'm like fidgeting with the keys, trying to find the right key again to open the gate. Um, and, uh, you know, luckily I'm like just panicking here. Uh, so I get the, find the key. I get the lock open. I open the gate and, uh, I lock it and I'm luck luckily the bear didn't really take notice of me or if he did, he didn't care. Uh, and he was just waltzing around the backyard. Um, I was able to get out, close the gate, lock it again. And, uh, you know i like i said the the bear wasn't really paying attention to me so i was kind of just watching uh hiding around the corner kind of looking where he was doing and uh he walked onto like the patio and stuff and then he just jumped over the fence and went into the the other neighbor's yard And I was like, holy smokes, here I am trying to open the gate and lock myself into this person's fence to protect myself, thinking that this gate's going to protect myself. And this black bear is just going over the fence, like nobody's business, like with no effort at all, this black bear just jumped over the fence. Uh, so I was just like, wow, that is crazy. I ended up, uh, going to my truck, uh, putting the trimmer in the truck, and, uh, getting in and driving down the street. So I could, to see if I could see the bear, uh, and I could see it going from yard to yard. Some of the houses, because they were so new, some of them didn't have fences in the backyards yet and things like that. So I could see the bear going from yard to yard. And then he came out the front and was going, uh, you know, down the sidewalk. And I just sort of drove along, uh, in my truck. Um, and I I had a, you know, a smartphone at the time, you know, like a, a windows mobile, like right when smartphones first came out sort of thing. So I was trying to record video of him uh, using my phone. Of course, you know, the videos like, uh, was so, uh, uh, not very good at the time. I think I still have that video somewhere. Uh, so it might be fun to try to dig that up and post that for you guys to to check out. Uh, but yeah, that is probably the craziest thing that's ever happened to me, uh, in my lawn care career. So, uh, yeah, I thought this would be a fun episode to sort of document some of those crazy things that have happened to me. Um, if you guys have any crazy stories you'd like to share, I'd love to hear about them. Some of the things that have happened to you, uh, during your, uh, lawn care adventures. Um, you can either, uh, you know, uh, email me your stories or, uh, you know, leave a voicemail message again on the website, uh, with your, uh, stories, uh, or, uh, hit me up on Instagram. Uh, like I said, I'd love to hear some of the crazy things that uh, have gone on, um, with, uh, other people in, uh, lawn care. So I think that's it for this week. Uh, here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.